and octopuses and crows and mm. deer and bacons. Um, Hello and welcome to the full sweet tools. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the upbeat upholsterer. So, why, why are you going to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm enthusiastic. Yay. Yeah, segue. Too early. Too early, Brett. Oh, sorry. What have you been up to? I made a thing. Cool. I ah, made up to? stuff. I didn't make a thing. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the worst intro we've ever done. Uh, Brett, sorry, what, what have you been up to? I blacksmithed a feather and I did a crow skull and steel beak for the skull challenge for Caroline and Jacko, which was super fun and very interesting. And for some reason, people like it. Yeah, it's because it's really fucking good, man. Um, the only question I had, which Jazz brought up whilst we were watching the video together, is when you were filling the ink, did you glue the bottle inside the skull or was the bottle still able to take out to fill up yes thought so which one um i put museum wax inside yeah so it stops it from wobbling at all even though it's pretty tight tolerance yeah um but just a little bit of the museum wax right and then shoved it down in there so it doesn't move but you can also easily remove the bottle for refilling okay. if you need to because using a yeah. syringe every time would suck yeah but it looked funny yeah because i wanted awesome. to show pure darkness going into yeah no it, it came up really well it was just a genuine question that i was gonna ask in the pre-show but forgot thank you it's all right uh there was something else i was gonna ask you about but i'll ask you later uh Sorry. Oh. hi what do you like to? <laughs> um so this weekend, me and Soph were supposed to go to an event in Newcastle, um, similar to kind of what we did uh, at Maker Fair. Uh, we're going to make things with kiddies. Um, but they decided to be assholes and say that they weren't going to insure us. Um, oh, because, of, as we all know, uh, gluing little bits of paper to one another with Pritt Stick is super dangerous and uh, not insurable. Um, so we did not do that. So instead, I... Um, I, I take part in a program called the NCS in England, which is called the National Citizen Service. Uh, and it's something that um, young people go and volunteer their time over the summer holidays uh, and take part in sort of community projects and initiatives, usually around charities uh, or helping other members of the community that are le less fortunate than others. Um, and this week it was about going and um, setting them a challenge and sort of inspiring creativity in them and seeing how they can overcome obstacles. So it was super Super good Saturday, um, really productive, had some really good ideas, and just really inspiring. And then after that, I thought, I want to see some people get punched in the face. <laughs> so I went to uh, the Extreme Cage Wars in York, and Honor was fighting there. So Yay! Honor from um, Dyson Every Film Customs. Uh, you might watch his channel, you might think he makes knives, um, but in his kind of secret life, he's, uh, he's uh, an MMA fighter. And yeah, he, he won. the. Story might still be on my Instagram, um, but obviously not by the time this is out. Nope. Um, and it was awesome. Yeah, he absolutely destroyed him. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you say it was like 90 seconds or something and yep. he was out? Submission. Nice. Good work, dude. 
Bravo. Yeah, Steve, what, you, Steve? what have you been up to? Uh, I burnt my finger. Oh. Woo! Yeah. Uh, so every single student I've ever had, I've warned them about how um, steel can be like 600 degrees C uh, and still be black. Um, and <laughs> and, uh, and that you shouldn't touch steel unless you know for a fact that it's cold. And uh, and then today, whilst I was forging out a little mini sloid knife, I um slug knife, sloid, sloid, yeah. slug knife, sloid. Wait, like a slide triple stamp, a double stamp. <laughs> Fuck's sake! What's a slide knife? Uh, it's just a, a Scandinavian sort of style knife that you use for carving and stuff. Does it sloid? Uh, it's a slider. <laughs> it's a slider. Hi, Steve. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I had a bit of steel in the forge, and then decided to grab hold of it, and it was very hot, and it hurt. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Wow. So that was that's it. That was my day. Cool. Uh, so you made blisters. Yeah, I made blisters. Uh, it, to be fair, the knife actually turned out quite nice, but I um, yeah, I hurt myself as well. So don't do that. Twisted blisters. <laughs> Nice. Uh, cool. Uh, should we go on to the topic? Yes. That would be what's next. I was kind of hoping one of you would have some kind of segue. but no. Well, Steve, even though you burnt yourself, you still sound really enthusiastic about having made something <laughs> in the forge, which oh, is shit. a really nice segue into our topic, which is... Burning uh, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's enthusiasm. Like, the gold bead thing. Perfect. Yeah, I think, I think um, a good opportunity to talk about kind of how to keep upbeat um, in your kind of makery and, and throughout the processes. Um, I know we've all got super excited about um, the recent news for Maker Central and tickets going on sale and things like that. Ooh. I um, but obviously, you know, that you can't keep that up all year. That would be ridiculously exhausting. Um, and then again, you know, um, we'll probably go into it a little bit, but talking about uh, Rory's class up at Jimmy's Farm later on uh, this year. Woo! Again, super stoked about it, but, you know, 60 sleeps. Um, how can we how can we maintain this, uh, levels of enthusiasm? And then how does that go into our everyday working and, and making? Mm-hmm. So, and because it's really hot. I'm really tired. Great. So, how do you remain enthusiastic? Go, Brett. <laughs> um, I like to use things like the heat and burning your fingers as hilarious little reminders that you're doing exactly what you would like to do with your life, right? Steve, I caught a bunch of really hot scale in one hammer swing after about an hour. Nice. I got a ton of hot scale that hit my hand. I felt it and then it just blew up into a bunch <laughs> of little blisters, which is great. Um, but, you know, I have, I, to use uh, the blacksmithing course as an example, I have you two and Red and Jess and Rory and all of these people and Sharon from Figments Made and Mike Mucciolo and a bunch of people that took the axe making class or the handle making class a year ago. Um, I try to use perspective as, as a motivator or, or a a gauge for 
maintaining enthusiasm because a year ago when we did the axe handle making class, I still wasn't very comfortable um, in terms of my skills in the shop. I definitely wanted to make axes and cool things in the farge. But now we've gotten to the point where I, I'm i looking forward to you guys being over here. One, because it's going to be fucking awesome. But I feel like I'm going to be able to stand in the forge area with Rory and properly assist him because I may or may not know a couple of things about the equipment now. And then I've got all these other people coming to the class um, outside of you guys that I've become friendly with over the last year. And the we share the enthusiasm for it or everyone kind of feeds off of each other. Of like, I'm so excited to come to the class. And you're like, yeah, I'm excited for you to come because we're going to make stuff and it's going to be super neat. But like Al said, thinking about that for the next 60 sleeps is exhausting. And by the end of it, you're like, Jesus, are we there yet? Like, it's nice that you're here. I'm sorry I'm not quite as enthusiastic as I was 60 days ago. Um, but if you can maintain your perspective and realize that, or at least in my example, a year ago, I didn't know anybody. And I, <laughs> I felt a little bit more... Uh, you know, off by my lonesome trying to learn how to swing a hammer. And now I feel like I'm going to be a part of something. And that's, that's makes us mighty. I think, I think, you know, Brett, you, you always talk about kind of the, the journey being more important than the destination. And you say and I, that. Well, I say it and you repeat me. Yay. Um, Yay. But the, I think it's the same with things like this. Like it's the build up and the anticipation that is a bit that's, that's, that's exciting. Um, and it's the kind of the, not necessarily like I was using this metaphor when the World Cup was on, and like England were the closest they've ever been to getting to a final, you know, in my lifetime, um, and you know, <laughs> at least in the last thirty years, um, and I was kind of starting to panic because, like, if we did get there, I wouldn't be as excited because we were there, and it was like that would be the end of the journey. It's kind of the, the, it's getting there and the not knowing, which is part of the the, the excitement. So. You know, my enthusiasm comes from like the unknown, um, and 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 things that are kind of unexpected in left field. So, like you know, um, just talking about honor and his fight, um, that added just an, an entirely sort of parallel stream of of excitement into into this community. That actually people have lives outside of, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> making knives, like knives with lives, um. <laughs> And, and, you know, it, it just I had this entire different uh, sort of field and aspect of enthusiasm because all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm excited about, like, cage fighting. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> face I, punching. Yeah, face, I previously didn't really give a shit about it. You know, wrestling is about as excited as I get. Um, and that's gone rubbish. So, I you know, it all suddenly came back and it was like this this whole exciting thing um, coming from the unexpected and coming from the um, the thing that we're not already on a path to. So it's not a linear thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Steve says yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what about what about things that can kind of um you know drain the enthusiasm and sap the enthusiasm? I know that like Steve, you hurt yourself, but as Brett says, that could be just a reminder that um you know without pain, without sacrifice, we've had nothing. Um, <laughs> to, to me it was well, just like my old football keep awake. The old the old football coaches used to say uh, pain, or I think it came from a movie, right? It's like pain is your body's way of telling you you're still alive. Yeah. yeah. Nice. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, like injuring myself, I I think because of the kind of work that I do and the the lax attitude I tend to have towards safety, it's just something that happens. I don't tend to let injuries put me off. Um, I mean, I've I've hurt myself far worse before mm-hmm. and, and carried on sort of thing. It's carry on <laughs> exactly. Um, it's not something that I. I think really affects me. I think what affects me more is um, is having a bad day. Um, and I think we've talked about this on the show before as well, when you get those days where, you know, you maybe you didn't get a good night's sleep or maybe you, you mind somewhere else or whatever. And you go in and you know, you have to get something done. So you go in and you try to do it and you end up making more mistakes and, and causing more harm than, than if you just, stayed at home sort of thing um, it's weird isn't it like is there a way we can get around that because it, it it's kind of the the converse to what, what i said about getting inspiration from other places like enthusiasm is drained from other like yeah arenas as well because like it, it could be going into the to the shop to, to build something but you had a shitty day at work and you're not enthusiastic it's like but why why is that affecting yeah. this other thing so it's almost like you know your enthusiasm is 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 either boosted or built upon or drained away yeah. by things that actually aren't related to what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, cause I, I, I think I've probably said about it a few times on the show, like due to the, the way that I work in my other job, I, my first day back off shift, I tend to be absolutely useless. And I know mm-hmm. like I've learned my lesson now, there's no point in me going into the shop to do anything proper. Right. Um, at most I can go in and just do a bit of tidying up or something like that. And I think that's, that's kind of where I'm, really learning my lesson is the fact that I will go into the shop and um like on a, on a day when I'm having a bad day I'll go into the shop and I'll just sweep the floor I'll tidy up I'll make sure that it's all set up nice so that the next day I go in like and, and if I fuck up when I'm sweeping the floor you know how how badly can I cock up sort of thing <laughs> so you know I'll go down and I'll do, I'll do something like that I'll do something that's that's completely trivial um just to kind of get me down there and get my mind in that that mindset and then that night i'll be sat watching something on tv or or whatever and in the back of my head i'm, I'm thinking over right when i'm down there tomorrow i want to do this and i want to do that and because the the workshop is kind of fresh in my head i i'm thinking about where everything is i know what tools i've got what tools i haven't what materials i've got what, what i haven't and and what i need to get before i go down there and and stuff like that so it kind of it builds the enthusiasm that way just by um i suppose just planning it out that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I run into the problem all the time, and I've I've had to get better at it, or it's something I'm working on constantly. Which is similar to what you were saying, Steve. It's I've had to become aware and also comfortable in the fact that if I've worked a sixteen or eighteen hour shop day between you know doing stuff for Jim or trying to work on my own stuff afterwards or staying there until three o'clock in the morning that's typically because I'm, I'm in the zone and it's good. Today's a good day to do all the work. My brain's here. But if I wake up the next morning feeling like absolute trash because I pulled a really long day the day prior, I'm, I'm obviously in a different situation where I don't have to be there at eight o'clock in the morning with a, you know, manager staring over me, making sure that I'm clocking in on time. But there are days where I will pull a very long day working for 
Jimmy and we have a bunch of projects going on and then he will leave and it's eight or nine o'clock at night. And I have the choice of staying there to work on a project, but my brain's not in it or going home and possibly trying to get a decent night's sleep and then attack it when I do feel more ready. Yeah. But the thing that I'm like, I was saying that I'm more aware of or that I've become more comfortable with is not forcing that. Like we, we work in a creative field or we all want to be creative and, and be this creative maker style, you know, do fun projects and have a good time do, creating them and trying to force that in there when you're tired or uh, maybe not as motivated is I, th- I, I honestly think it, it can really negatively affect how the work's going to turn out. Like if you walk into something and try and, what was it? I feel like there's an old adage. It's like if you try and create while in, in a bad mood, it's like the bad mood goes into the project or the bad yeah, shit yeah, goes yeah. into the project. So, yeah do. yeah. do you, I mean, do you guys feel the same way that like it's almost better for you to allow yourself the time away? Like Steve, you go and sweep. I think that's really mm-hmm. just cleaning the shop can be so helpful to get your brain yeah. right. But um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Like, you know yeah. what I'm getting at, but yeah, I mean, because like I say, I know um, I, I I'll have had a a bad shift at work or, or something like that, and and I've said to James before, like we've been sat on the sofa or something like that, and I've said I need to get out of the house because you know I know there's no point in me going down to try and work on a project, and I've set this day aside as a a day of rest, as it were, hmm. but I also I need to do something, otherwise I'm going to get lethargic and i know that then if i don't do anything on that day then the next day i'm going to be like and kind of go (laughs) and kind of go down and i'm not i'm not going to have that enthusiasm the next day whereas i'll say that that simple act of before now i've literally um said to jazz i'm just going to go down the workshop for 10 minutes and and it's what a, a two three minute walk down the road um and I've kind of walked down there, gone in, and literally just looked around, just kind of figured out where things are, spent five minutes just pottering around and maybe putting the odd tool away here and there or checking what stock I've got or something like that, and come home. And that has been enough to kind of set me up for the next day. Um, and by the same um, thought, like like you say, those days where you've you spent a full day working for someone else um so say i've been working for alex um for a day and i've come home and then i've gone into my workshop and i've spent the evening forging and i've finished at nine ten o'clock at night um come home get go to bed get the next day and i i tend to find that i go one of two ways either i get the next day and i'm super excited and super enthusiastic or I get up the next day and I'm just like, I just, I just want to play video games all day. I don't <laughs> want to leave the house. Um, and I think it is, it is important to try and find that, that balance. Yeah. Um, I think balance is important as well. Cause I, I, I fall foul of being like super enthusiastic about everything. Like I'm a yes man. <laughs> I, I um, never noticed that about you. And, and it, I think it can have negative sort of side effects because it, it basically means that like I'm up for everything. I say yes to everything. And it usually means that, like, I t- either take too much on or, like, you know, I, I I read four books at a time. Like, not because I'm not enjoying one book, but I'll just, I'll 
I literally yeah. have like different chapters and different books all going at the same time. And it's like, because I'm stoked about everything. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to, I want to find out about this and I want to find out about that. And I want to learn this, to, you know? Um, so I think there's, there's, there's a time and a place to be kind of um, a bit grumpy and a bit stuck in your ways in terms of like, just, just fuck off and leave me alone for a bit. Yeah. You know, like you say, it's fine to just sit and play video games. I don't have to be enthusiastic all the time. It's yeah. fucking exhausting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's also because we're, we're living in this kind of, um, it's not a fake world, but a world where we we kind of choose what we present to people. Um, yeah. So I'd be really interested to know, you know, any of the guys listening, um, you know, how they match that enthusiasm with the people around them that they see. You know, you watch a <coughs> Steel video, um, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, everything's fucking fantastic! Whoa, woo, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go!" He's not like that all the time. He can't possibly be. Um, you know, it depends how big his bag of smarties is, but like it, <laughs> it, you can't keep that level of energy up, um, and it be genuine. Yeah, you know. Um, so, is is there a, a slight problem in terms of like you, you know people are only seeing one side to, to to everyone's journey and expecting oh. I'm trying really hard, but I'm, I'm not as enthusiastic as these guys, or you know, not as we're not as upbeat as those guys. And I think the more we interact, the more you get to know people, and you get more of an honest side of it. And um, yeah. you know, I love the sort of chats and interactions and stuff. Um, on the flip side, you know, we can't all be waffles. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't think so. anybody else can be a waffles. <laughs> no. But. Uh... But that's that's a really interesting point as well because you you bring up the fact that obviously you only present a certain side of things to people. I mean, I try to be uh, in my like Instagram posts and Facebook posts and things like that. I I try to be as as honest and as true to to what's actually happening as I can be. Um, but at the same time, if I'm having a really shit day, I'm probably not going to post on Instagram or Facebook about it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to advertise the fact that I'm feeling unenthusiastic, that I'm just sitting and playing video games all day. You know, it's maybe, maybe we should. Well, yeah. Like, like you said, Steve, I think, um, you know, for a few shows back, you, you really kind of championed the idea of, of um, heroing your mistakes and yeah. showing the times when things go wrong and being honest about that, because that's part of the process and part of the learning experience. Yeah. But maybe we should have fucking, you know, uh, casual Friday, oh. <laughs> failure, failure Friday could failure be Friday, a... yeah, and uh, miserable Mondays. You yeah, know, it should be actually part of this. If if, if we're foolish, if we're, striving, if we're striving to to be open and honest and and you know help people in terms of uh, of, of achieving this kind of this this creativity, it's part yeah. of part of the journey. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's the thing. Be it's... more miserable, everyone. Be less <laughs> fucking enthusiastic. Stop. Oh my god, I am going to thrive in this new environment <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's true and people don't think about it and because people will look at especially like someone like you al that, that is so enthusiastic about everything ever um it's fine i'll just live till i'm 50 <laughs> <laughs> but uh but they're gonna, they're gonna look at you and they're gonna think shit yeah i'm nowhere near as enthusiastic as al like i i should really be you know more, more energetic and, and all that but it it's just it, it, not everyone's going to be like that. You know, some people are going to be, are going to be a bit more, I don't want to say downbeat because that's not what I mean, but, but a bit more placid, a bit more laid back about things. Um, it's, it's to do, it's to do with your journey and your like life experiences. You know, the reason I, I am up for everything is because, you know, 
I've had a lot of knockbacks and a lot of setbacks in life and a lot of things that are missed opportunities. And you kind of like, well, what, why didn't I say yes to that at the time? What was I afraid of? Or what was I um, worried was going to happen? Or what, yeah. why, why did I have the excuse of, oh, I can't have the money? It's like, well, there's always money in the banana stand. You know, <laughs> let's... Let's find a way. Let's That's let's, what I mean. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's sacrifice something in order to do that, you know. Um Yeah. And and then you'll be able then you'll be able to decide later whether it was a good idea or not. Yeah, definitely. I love this. <laughs> the the biggest thing about uh my channel versus my personal life versus what we do here on the podcast is a lot of the people that know me closest and a lot of my closest friends know that I'm a bit of a salty old bucket <laughs> and I tend to be a bit of a grump or people perceive me as being a bit grumpy, which is totally not wrong at all. Um, <laughs> it's, it's because the same, same deal, Al, like a lot of knockbacks, a lot of, you know, I, I actually feel like I've said yes to so many things, but I've been disappointed by those things or I've been, um, maybe disappointed is the wrong word, but it's like invest in something like make the big jump in that direction and then have it completely fail on you and be like, wow, I can't rely on anything or people or whatever. So when it comes to maintaining enthusiasm about my channel, that is the one space that I have the most control over, uh, be it Instagram posts or this podcast or whatever. I want to constantly develop the the good vibes and this is a creative space it's a constructive space things fail things go wrong but we're all here to push through that and the community helps and being supportive of each other and doing all of the good things that come with our brands and our channels and the things that we make is secondary to stuff that i don't want to bring into the shop or don't want to bring onto my channel or don't want to bring into the vibery of the podcast I can be a grumpy asshole. That is that is like my status quo. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my my modus operandi is just be a salty shitbag. <laughs> um, but I I love knowing that um, the offset of that is just you know like with with a uh, <laughs> what with great power comes great responsibility. It's like with much grumpiness comes the. <laughs> complete inverse of that of trying to be a decent person everywhere else <laughs> comes many ulcers yeah <laughs> laura laura made a boat and boat in german is boot so boots fill your boots <laughs> with water and then sink them yeah. to the bottom for a maker to find and then <laughs> anyway um yeah no uh, i was gonna uh say as well like i think i'm kind of <sighs> I don't want to say the opposite to you guys, but I'm very, very lucky uh, with my life. I've, in I've, I've had setback, setbacks. Everyone, everyone has, but generally, I've had a pretty fucking good life, um, and uh, and I've had a lot of opportunities. I've, I've been able to take a fair few of them, um, and I think a lot of that was because I was even from a young age. I I worked fucking hard, and you know I I was having three, four jobs at a time, but that allowed me to do the door. things. <laughs> it was. Um, but it allowed me to do these these other things. So I, I wouldn't say that I have perhaps that same perspective in, in terms of, of having those setbacks and things like that. Um, but 
one of the things that that really really gets me going and really gets gives me huge amounts of enthusiasm is um is seeing that that spark of inspiration in someone else um which goes back to to uh the whole thing about me being a, a teacher um and i said to someone only today that i'm a far better teacher than i am a blacksmith um and that's just because i really feed off other people's enthusiasm so if i if if i've got you guys in the shop for example and i'm showing you how to make a, a blacksmith knife or something like that i i can i can make a, a fairly decent one you know I, can, I i know where the metal's going and i can i can tell you about why it's doing this and why it's doing that and show you how to do it but making a, a a knife making a really really good knife like yeah i'm i'm pretty proud of it i'm i'm happy with it but it doesn't put a huge grin on my face seeing someone else make a even a shitty knife or a, a shitty leaf or s hook or whatever like seeing them actually make something and that that spark of inspiration is what really really enthuses me um and that's what gets me going and that's half the reason why i'm so excited about what's happening over the next six months with um with the forge is because i know fairly soon i'm going to be spending the vast majority of my time being able to inspire and and educate other people and i think that's half the reason why i i like being part of this community is because we get to inspire and and educate one another and yeah it's fucking awesome (laughs) You will set yourself up for so many sticker swaps. Oh, <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> potatoes everywhere. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good chat, Stephen. And, and that, not necessarily teaching what I do, but um, going in and seeing young people and their enthusiasm. So even, you know, at the weekend, like kids who would normally be on their summer holidays, you know, just climbing trees and shit, um, have volunteered to come and sit in a fucking roasting hot sports hall at their own school, <laughs> um, to 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 basically give up their time for the greater good of the of, of society, um, yeah. still being super enthusiastic, you know, and 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 I, I kind of went in and talked about um, different career paths and less traditional career paths, and you know, like um you know how much a welder makes <laughs> you know um just try to inspire them in different ways um but then once i set them a challenge just the fucking like enthusiasm of a child where they 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 haven't got that built-in grumpiness they haven't got that kind of line of of not not backs and setbacks behind them that they're just like they'll take on anything doesn't matter things they've never thought of about before things they've never heard of things that challenge them they're like yeah fuck yeah like let's go for it let's do it and then and you know by the end of it you know a couple of hours in workshop and these kids were like really enthusiastic about their ideas and they were getting up and presenting them. You know, previously they were shy and didn't want to public speak and things like that. Um, so there's a, there's a, there's an innocence and a naivety that, that lead to sort of being enthusiastic because you're, you're not, you're not going to be negative. Um, I'm not saying go and be super optimistic about everything. Everything's going to be fucking wonderful because that is equally bullshit and exhausting. Um, but enthusiasm, you know, enthusiasm doesn't necessarily have to be positive. It can just be like, you're, you're up for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think yeah, whether whether it be teaching or just involving yourself with people who don't know what they're doing, there's a there's an inherent built-in enthusiasm in that. I think yeah. it's infectious too. Yeah, like, and I'm yeah, for gonna sure. Repeat, I'm going to repeat some of the things that you said in a, in a different fashion as I nice. typically do, Al. But 
all the stuff we always bring up about walking into a situation with naivety or whatever, um, when it comes to equipment and, and project building and stuff, I think you hit it dead on where if you can separate into that childlike mentality or into that naive mentality of <laughs> what do you really want to be upset about? Do you want to carry all the other stuff that you become a grown up or a grown person <laughs> and you're just in a shit mood because you have bills to pay and responsibilities and stuff? Or do you want to spend one hour of your life or two hours of your life being a little bit of a kid? Cause it's going to, it's going to be infectious. You know, if, if Al is going to sit with some kids at a mini maker event and put, old toys together with magnets with Sophie and Joe. That's just infectious. And those kids' parents are probably looking at that going, oh my probably God. fucking hating us because they got home and all the toys got pulled apart. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, for a moment, I'm sure those parents are very like, yeah. wow, this is so much fun and I didn't expect this. And so even if it doesn't fully affect them, you know you infected them a little bit with, with a mindset of like, oh man, if I just give the kid a bunch of toy parts, they're going to keep themselves busy for hours. And even mm -hmm. if that's their interpretation of it, it's still better than them just sitting their kid down in front of a t TV and making them ingest whatever the hell is on the TV. I, I, love, <laughs> I love the idea that what we do or what we can add to the community, be it us on the show or, or the people that hang out with us and follow us, can just continue to infect outwards, right? You are a virus. <laughs> Agent Smith, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no yeah. one wants to talk yeah. about it. I was doing the Morpheus yeah. thing with the nose. <laughs> the Morpheus <laughs> thing with the nose. You had to, you had to underhook it with the other one. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, we are, we are fools with viruses. Yes. Yeah. In a good way. That's such a weird thing to end on. Talking of herpes, I was working on uh, <laughs> the branding for Zavirax uh, last week. Really? <laughs> Fucking amazing. I think you've killed Brett. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to <laughs> whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. Uh, should, we, uh, should we take a quick break and come back with the uh, spiffing? Because I think if we carry on, it's just going to go down, down a very, very dark path. <laughs> So, uh, I'm going to go first this week, um, because Al decided, uh, and I'm going to go for someone that uh, I've been following for years, um, he's a non-maker, but someone that I find really interesting, and because we were talking about in enthusiasm, but also inspiring other people, um, I'm going to spiff a guy called Tom Scott. Uh, he's got quite a large channel, but if you don't know Tom, he puts out three to six minute videos um, where he oh, travels. Oh, yeah, got awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where he just like picks a, a thing and describes it. He also does um, an Amazing Places series as well, where he goes and visits Amazing Places. There was one he did the other day that was like a, a uranium mine or mm -hmm. something. Like and there was another one that was a asbestos mine in Canada. Um, in the town of Asbestos. Um, Watch the the things you might not know about British plugs. Yes. Sounds ridiculously boring, one. but it's fucking awesome. And it proves yeah. that British plugs are the best plugs in the world. Yep, definitely. In fact, 
I I sent that one to uh, some friends just this week. Um, but yeah, he's got loads of really, really good, short, clever, interesting um, videos. And I think the the best thing about them is the fact that they're, they're little things that you just wouldn't ordinarily think about. Like there was one about, um, you know, the... Uh, when you come up to a, a set of traffic lights and you've got that like knobbly pavement. Yes, I literally, literally talked about that yesterday, Steve. Yeah. From that video from Tom Scott. That's where I learned it. And yeah. I was explaining to kids about, uh, I was talking about the blind woodworker and how you can oh, be yeah, creative yeah. With, with adversity. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I talked about, do you know why there's little novels on the on the, on the the pavement yeah. when you get to the street lights? I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like that that explains why they're there and, and all of that. Um and yeah, it, it's just really, really cool and really interesting. There's there's so many things that you you just don't think about in your day-to-day life. And it kind of it now means that when I pick up a plug, I look at it and go, Oh yeah. <laughs> or when I see those little knobbly bits on the street, I go, Oh yeah, that's that's why. And it just gets you thinking about design and, and stuff like that a bit more as well. So I think that's a a good thing. Good shout, sir. Thank you very much. Good shout. Brett. Good shout. My turn. Yeah, Brett's there. I'm going with Brent Bailey. Yeah. Very, very talented blacksmith uh, that, you know, I had the pleasure of learning some things from in Montana a few months ago. Uh, that's where I got my first hammer made, and then I made the axe with him. But uh, when we're talking about enthusiasm and, and energy and things like that, Brent set himself up to do or set himself to task to do what one or two videos a day for the next 30 days or something yeah, and he's already okay he's been he's been at it pretty well by uh up to now but it's a no frills thing he's showing blacksmithing techniques he's not insanely enthusiastic by you know typical social standards he's just showing you how to do things yeah and there's no bullshit about it it's it's very direct and very just here's how i do stuff i'm a blacksmith i want to be able to show you how i make things here it is hmm. and he he is you know I've, I've gotten to meet him in person he's he's a super nice guy and he's really enthusiastic about seeing the trade go forward and uh, he's really happy to share his knowledge and everything so to just go i'm gonna put a bunch of videos up tutorial style two a day whatever not expecting anything else out of it he's not going for views he's not going for blowing up the internet by any means but i i kind of can't believe that he's just taking that on yeah as a task and i don't know <laughs> the lack of enthusiasm makes it nice yeah <laughs> because you're used to watching other blacksmith videos <clears throat> you know, that uh that are just a lot of cuts and enthusiasm and a lot yeah. of like screaming at you. But Brent is just quietly showing you how he works in the forge. It's fantastic. Go watch him. You'll learn a lot if you want to move metal or you want to get into moving metal. He's it's, it's brilliant that he's doing it. Yeah. No, he's a, he's an extremely talented guy and it's really nice to see him kind of putting that, that, uh, that knowledge out there. Cause, uh, yeah. Uh, Al. Hello. It's you. Yes, it's me. So um, I want to go kind of full circle back to what we talked about at the start. Um, and I want my spiffy this week is going to be Honor. Um, and yeah. I think 
that not just because he won the fight or because he's cool. Um, obviously, we all kind of know what he does from a make a point of view, um, but it's the it's something that he's done on the side of that, um, and the amount of fucking effort that has gone in to training uh, months and months, like literally augmenting your body yeah. to get it to a state where you're literally doing something for 90 seconds. Um, it is just a massive testament to kind of um, the 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 motivation and the enthusiasm that he's put into something that not a lot of people even knew about or yeah. even are aware of or the, the amount of effort that goes into it. Um, and been doing that at the same time as being enthusiastic about being a maker. So kind of what I want that to maybe inspire in, in some of you guys or um, think about and think beyond what you see in terms of making, you know, go and ask someone what they do outside of making. Go and ask some someone about, you know, something in their life that actually you maybe don't know about um, because they could be putting a lot of energy into that as well. And you'd be like, holy yeah. fuck, how do you keep that going as well as this? You know, how do you, how are you an amazing dad? How are you still, you know, a really good partner or a good friend um, when you're putting so much effort into this as well? And, and that could help that enthusiasm because suddenly you've got other things fueling you know, and it, it's going to be, if you're going to put effort into that, it's going to make you care about other things as well. Um, so I just want everyone just in general to think about things outside of the making um, that people in the community might be doing and you might not know about. Yeah, no, that's a really good shout. And yeah, uh, yeah we we like him, that little weirdo. Little Tasmanian <laughs> devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because he, he showed, he sent me a picture of like his last meal for 24 hours before the weigh-in. Yeah. And it was just this, like a pancake with some fruit on top. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, dude. Ice cubes and uh, <laughs> sweetener for dessert. <laughs> Bless him. Saturday is treat day. <laughs> uh, cool. So that's all done. Uh, oh, nice. Say. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was wondering if you didn't notice that. Uh, is there any other business? Uh, yeah, Steve, I've got to set you a challenge. I think you should make uh, uh, an Adirondack chair out of metal. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, because... So I was listening to some terrible podcast and they were banging on about um, that they're not impressed by you two guys being able to move metal around in such amazing ways. Uh, and one of them managed to, to make a chair out of wood. So I thought you could trump them and uh, make another one chair out of metal. That's, that's a fairly good idea. I mean, to be fair, they, he was just making out of what is essentially just kindling. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, yeah, it's like when you play Age of Empires, right? You start off with like the Wood Age, and yeah. then you like go to the Stone Age, and then the Bronze Age, and then the Iron Age, and it's like yeah. we're in that age. Stop, exactly. Yeah. So make uh... things out of metal. We're allowed. <laughs> cool. All right, I will. Uh, I will attempt to do that at some point in the very make a tiny one for Murph. <laughs> a tiny Iron Adirondack chair. I Adirondack chair. Adirondack chair. <laughs> At a yes. rod iron. We'll get there. It's a, it's a working working title. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, uh, anything else? Was that not enough? Sorry. I'll come up with a better story next time. No, no. <laughs> that was really good. It okay. just completely threw me. Uh, Brett, you looked like you had something to say then, but I can't tell whether you did or you were just... Just my face. Yeah. Okay. That's just what my face looks like, Steve. I lack enthusiasm. <laughs> I like it. You should listen to this episode. You will be totally stoked. (laughs) 
Only if it ended with a really, uh, really fun song that made me feel enthusiastic about what we do. What a good idea. Brad is selling their servant seeds. School is always checking the breeze. And as a matter of fact, Ali's cooking beans out of shack. And I'm Steve, and so are you. We are so many, and this is so cool. We pretend now there are no rules. Hello, and welcome to the Fools with Tools.